WFH with two guys. Now here's Benny and Dennis. Hey, well, everybody, welcome back to WFH with two guys, Dennis and Benny. Dennis, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you, Benny? I am doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, a, a great, uh, you know, precursor here coming into fall and, and doing some neat things. And, you know, I have to say that today's episode, we're going to focus in on AI and real life experience. And if you remember the episode from uh, a couple weeks ago, Dennis had a little bit of homework and really this was something he wanted to play around with. And for everyone out there, uh, the idea of starting to use AI in your life, in your business life, personal life, whatever it happens to be, some people aren't sure about how to use it. And so the things that I've been learning, Dennis, is that a lot of people are just afraid to be able to use it. They don't even know where to start. They're, they're afraid there could be so much things that they don't know about. But tell us a little bit about your experience, because I know you've done your homework and you came back and we chatted about it for a few minutes, but I really wanted to understand what was you know, what was your experience like? Let's start out this to remind everybody, what was the assignment? What were you trying to do with AI? So the assignment, I was doing it from a business perspective of, you know, hey, how can I get my messaging about my company out to a certain group of people? So in this case, I said, hey, let's look at interior designers and, you know, how, what's a good method to market to them, educate them and all that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, while Benny's kind of the expert, I am truly the novice in the whole AI stuff. And I had never been in there really, other than watching Benny do a few things once. And so it was pretty easy. You know, I just went into the open AI and got there. And then you, you go into the chat, P G B P T. I can't even say that. And it, you know, it was pretty, that was easy and intuitive. And then you just start typing your question. And I mean, literally in seconds, it's popping back up the response. And in our case, it came back with, here's 12 things that you might want to do. And it's like, you know, and then I read them and looked at them. And it's like, the biggest one was about the whole communication messaging and what that messaging was going to look like. And I said, okay, what should the message be? And it took that information and literally came back with a two page dissertation. I'd say it was 95% accurate of what I wanted to say, but I said, it's two pages. I would never read two pages. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Hey, could you break this down into smaller parts? And it came back and put it into three I call it small bullet size messages that you had. And then you had the longer message that it, it recommended after you've developed the relationship with them. And so literally in less than 10 minutes, I had an action plan, some communication that I could use and then figure out, it helped me figure out how to communicate to them with LinkedIn and email and on your website and all that. It was all written out there for you. And so then the next day we, we met with a couple of the guys that are on my sales team and we just talked through it. There were a couple things in there that, you know, I said, you know, I would not say it that way. So you definitely would want to change the messaging a little bit, but it, it sped up the process that I didn't have to sit there and wait for someone to do it and I could refine it. I could export it, put it in a Word document, put it on my website, whatever I want to do with it, literally right there at, at your fingertips. So it was really cool how it worked on the business side. And so then I said, hey, let's look at something on the personal side. And so I, we have a, a dog and all of a sudden she started biting her paws. And I said, why would my dog be biting her paws? And it came back with, here's four or five things. And I said, so then what do you do to help your dog not bite its paws? And so Literally, you know, 
it's you could Google this stuff, but then you'd have to read and search. This kind of takes that Google search on steroids and brings it back to you in a cohesive way that you can see that messaging um, that gets it where you can make some decisions. I wouldn't say that you're going to rely on a hundred percent, but it gives you some ideas and where to turn to that you didn't have before from a, and th- this is from a very simplistic AI approach for me. Sure. Yeah. So look, looking back at experience and thanks for sharing that. That's, you know, that's pretty amazing. And, and it, it sounds like it, you, you were able to glean some insight, some information that you hadn't really thought about before. So let me ask you, was it, was it, intimidating? Were you, was it easy to use? Was it hard to use for those out there who aren't playing around with it yet? What would your, what's your thoughts on that? You know, as a kind of a first timer in the AI world? It was much easier than I thought it was going to be. I mean, you you didn't even have to type a lot. I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing of, Hey, I'm just looking at how to communicate to people in the interior design world that might want to buy a workflow tool. And that's Mm -hmm. all I typed. And I mean, It took that and came back with the bullet points. And like I said, it was pretty daggone close to accurate. There was, like I said, there was two or three things that it's like, okay, that doesn't really pertain to us. Mm-hmm. And so we pulled that out. But otherwise, it was pretty right on. Some useful stuff that sounds like that you got out of there, right? It was really useful. I mean, I would encourage people to give it a try. I mean, it's, you know, I'd say be careful. It can become addicting if you're not, careful, <laughs> you know, but. But it's 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 really cool how you're able just to kind of research and do things at a much faster speed um, and not be intimidated by it. Right. You, you know, I think you made it really a good point too, where people say, "Well, what's wrong with Google?" And you know, I, I should just do that. Listen, Google serves its purpose, and if I'm looking for some information that if I want to go and figure out uh, maybe. Uh, what the next movie theater time would be. It's going to be useful in those type of environments. If I'm going to look for some information, I'm doing an overall research project and I want to have several different options to look at. Yes, Google is going to be there, but there's nothing quite like being able to have a conversation in with somebody with, with another entity that doesn't have any judgment on you that the, you can really literally ask it. And I would say with an asterisk, you can ask it anything, but I would say, be very careful about too much personal information. You don't want to put anything that's revealing or something that you wouldn't really want out to be out there in the world because they are looking at some of that stuff for research and who knows what other things, but it, it's really great to be able to have a conversation. And it, it's funny. I really was doing some research about a very technical product or a technical service, I should say, because I didn't understand it very well. And I was able to ask questions that were uh, super insightful and genuinely, you know, from an intellectual perspective and as they were really uh, deep down, uh, well thought out. And then I was also asking really stupid questions too as well. Like, uh, I don't know what that means. You know, it's that, and explained to me and it had the ability to kind of give you that insight. Did you find it to be threatening or did you find it to be, uh, you know, the responses to be condescending at all? No, not at all. I mean, like I said, there were a couple that came back that it it had the right logic, but it didn't pertain to what I do. So it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I just took that piece out. That was on the communication part. Um, But overall, it was, it was, it was pretty easy to use. The other piece, you know, our prior conversation we had with Shannon last week, Mm -hmm. you know, I had one where I needed to write an email to somebody and I, 
you know, it was the first time I really met this person. So I just typed it in there and said, I, you know, I want this to be a little more formal. And it came back with a little more what, sophistication than I would have if, if I'm just typing a simple email <clears throat> mm-hmm. and just, you know, put some words in there. It reminds me of the, when I was in fourth grade, there was always this person that I'd say, Hey, help me write this stuff. Cause I can't write very well. Or, you know, <laughs> and, and she would, Linda would always make it much more powerful and sound better. It was the same thing I was saying, but they would add words. That, and so AI is kind of like Linda was to me in fourth grade. Right. You, you know, it, it's, it's funny that you put it that way. It's there, there's, there are times when you need a little bit of help to be able to put out a, a point and you know what you're talking about, but maybe it would take you 20 minutes to write that email or to write that you know, article where if you had, uh, you know, you asked AI for a little bit of help, they can take care of it in a fraction of that time. Instead of it taking 20 minutes, maybe it only takes two minutes. And it, it's really a, a tool. We go back to the idea that AI is a, a tool that you can utilize. And for, for the most of us right now, um, AI, we're very, very much, uh, you know, people say we're in the infant stage or in the baby stage of AI. I'm going to say that we're in the zygote stage. I've said this before, is that really, this hasn't really even fully matured and hatched yet to even be, you know, kind of be out there. Uh, so what you're going to start seeing, Dennis, is a lot of different iterations. And I'm starting to see this today a little bit more. You and I talked about chat GPT and that's, for those who may have not listened to that one, we encourage you to go back, listen to our previous podcast, but it's openai.com and then it'll walk you through how to do that. But did you know there are other AI engines out there? Most people think that when they talk about AI, they only talk about chat GPT. Well, Google has theirs out. It's called BARD, B-A-R-D, which you can actually play around with. And that's a completely different AI structure. It's a different setup. So if you ask Google, uh, you ask Bard and you ask OpenAI the same question, you may get two completely different answers. And I'm going to tell you, there's even more. I've discovered one recently called Claude, which is Claude.ai. And that is a, a, a different AI and has a different take. And there's a lot of areas. I can go on and on about the different engines out there. But the nice thing about this is that because we're just really at the forefront of it, we're so far ahead of what people are going to be doing you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, certainly, that if you can get a hold of this and just feel a little bit comfortable with asking some of these questions. I'm starting to read articles nowadays, Dennis, that I can tell are being written by AI. I'm seeing pictures that are 100% I can tell are being generated by AI. The reason you kind of want to know about that is you want to recognize when AI is just kind of force feeding all some of this stuff, right? You want to recognize and be able to be objective in doing that. You, you have to understand, and I, this goes back to my whole critical thinking pieces of it. You need to be able to understand and be more judicious because if we rely too much on AI, which I know some people are doing more of, um, it can actually be a hindrance because you're not starting to think more about your business. You're not really putting that effort and you're, not, you're really letting AI try to guide you in life. So I'm gonna say, use it and make sure you use it as a mechanism to help in other ways. But I'm going to tell you, I'm so glad that you did this because I think this is something that will really make a difference. So let me ask you, Dennis, do you think AI is going to be a game changer for you personally, for you personally in your business, personal life, um, in you know maybe other different ways? What do you think? Do you think uh, how do you think AI is going to affect you going forward? 
I think it's it's it, I won't say it's a game changer per se. I think mm-hmm. it it's it's just another tool in the tool belt that allows me to be more effective. I mean, I, I've got another example where I've got a client that is working on something around a process, and we just typed in there, "Hey, you know, what are things are how to do this process?" Well, it came back kind of where we were at, but then there were a couple things that popped in there and said different than what we had thought. And then we just said, hey, explain this, these two steps that we didn't have in our process. And it just kind of helped open our eyes to something we hadn't thought about. Or there's one where we're working on helping manage inventory more effectively. Well, we mm. knew all the different logics of how to do it, but then we just asked it, hey, can you drill down of, okay, I know how to do the math. Help me think about what are the, the variables that I need to change? You know, and it, it came back, again, a lot of the things you already know, but it put it in, in a way that just kind of helped it pop out so you could kind of see it. So that was one. Mm-hmm. I was at lunch today with a friend and we were talking about AI and he's actually hiring an AI expert to come on his staff. He's in healthcare. Mm-hmm. And so he said he used AI to help write the job description. So he said what would have taken him an hour or two, literally in 10 minutes, the job description was written, posted it, and has already hired the AI person that's going to be on his staff to help kind of coach and manage people how to use AI effectively in their organization. And I think those are the things that will begin to change that you don't want to just let people run with AI. Cause again, you got to have some logic and you got to ask the right questions and you also have to interpret the information, but it, it's going to speed up some things that are redundant or very task driven to free people up to be more productive. And I think that's the, that's the game changer that no one in, you know, in today's world, it's hard still to find people to fill some of the positions. Mm-hmm. This may allow you not to have to worry about hiring some of the, the the real tactical stuff because it can do some of the tactics. You're going to probably hire someone a little more analytical or more logic thinking to evaluate what AI says. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the big change that we're going to see, which, and you think back, computers did the same thing. I mean, you used to have people that sat there and I can't think of, you know, I think of accounting, all those ledgers that people used to fill out and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I mean, there were, there were rooms full of people doing that stuff. Right. And then along came computers that changed their world. It didn't stop the business. It just changed how people worked and thought AI is going to force us to probably move to a little different level and maybe free us up to do more productive things that we all get, we all get stuck in the, the busy work. This may yeah. free you up from some of the busy work to do more of the productive out of the box thinking that's out there. You and I have the benefit of being in the workforce for a couple decades. And so taking a look back. Benny saying that we're old. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we are, we have seen a lot of things back in the, <laughs> you know, back when uh, the horse and buggy days, right. But uh, <laughs> the, 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 the truth is, though, is we've seen a lot of changes in just the everyday workforce. When it, when I, when I entered the workforce, I did, I'll tell you, I mean, we all did not have computers. We certainly didn't have laptops where there was one computer. I mean, we didn't have, I mean, the cell phone, I remember when I got that thing, I always felt like it was, was it Dick smart or whatever that show? Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy or or get smart, get smart where you you take his his shoe and start talking into it. And (laughs) I got that big piece of, plastic to carry around and you thought you were someone important and special. We thought we, I remember the idea. I remember being a kid and thinking about, I saw some show where some guy had a, a phone in his car and I thought, oh my gosh, that's the future, right? And little did we know that, you know, 
you know, that was going to be so commonplace, right? That, you know, but you know, you know, and I, I grew up, and I'm sure you did too, watching the Jetsons. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about, we're kind of the Jetsons where they used to talk to things and it would just happen. Jetsons kind of predicted the AI, if you kind of think about it. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I think about Rosie the robot, and you know, we all have Roombas, right? Uh, I, yeah. you know, the, we have the uh, uh, vacuum cleaners in the house, and uh, you know, having Alexa or the Google speakers that gives you the things that. Um, that, that that certainly you know, information at your fingertips. So what does the next few years look like? Certainly AI is going to be a big part of it. And and going back to what we were saying, the idea that our workplace has changed, it's changing again. And, you know, I, I have, I have a son, he's uh, in college. And so when he's going to be going into the workforce in a few years, I'm sure that work is going to be very different for him than when I was 22 years old. Right. And then, you know, the, all the things that we can now take advantage of, this is really an important aspect of it. And so Dennis and I are going to keep talking a little bit about AI. And, and I think it's important that you all think about how you can benefit your business, how you can Im- Im- improve upon your personal life. There's so many different things and we haven't even scratched the surface on what this is going to be. I think it's an exciting time and I'm so glad that you got the opportunity to, to, uh, to start playing around with it, Dennis. It's, uh, it's about time. It is. It was fun. I encourage people to, to get out and try open AI would love for you guys to communicate to us what your experiences are and, you know, share with us the wins and maybe there's some, you know, negatives that you experience, yeah, but we'd love to hear those. And so we can share with the guests. So, you know, communicate to Benny or I, Benny, how, how's a good way for people to get hold of you? Yeah. If you guys want to get in touch with me, the best way to get in touch with me is via email and that's Benny at velocity group, B E N N Y at velocity group. It's the best way. Dennis, for people who want to talk to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Email is the same way. So it's Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S-J at worksolution.com. And that's W-O-R-X solution.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And if you have any thoughts and ideas of guests or topics you'd like us to cover for your business and anything relevant for you, please drop us a line, let us know. But uh, we're looking forward to having some uh, interesting topics and guests to come on our show this coming season. So thanks for stopping by. You've been listening to WSH with two guys. We'll see you next time.